hi and welcome to another episode of Women in Real Estate Success series. Today I'm very, very excited to have my special guest here, Sheree Parrick from Your Commercial Property um, Specialist. And so today we're actually delving into all things commercial mm -hmm. uh, with you, Sheree. You come ex exceptionally well qualified with like over 20 years experience. You've got a, a Bachelor in Applied Science and Property Economics um, degree. And you reign from at the beautiful town of Coffs Harbour um, there in New South Wales. So we've got listeners from all over Australia and I really try, try to reach out to different areas of where um, uh, people are. And you've actually just come from a board meeting and so your VP board member um, of the Chamber of Commerce, um, City Centre Small Business Friendly Committee with the um, Coffs Harbour um, City Council and you grew up on a farm as well and moved to Coffs Harbour when your dad became um, quite um, well and you and your husband who is a carpenter yeah. uh, and you've also developed some commercial and residential buildings as well. So um, I'm really looking forward to our catch-up because we've uh, delved into, of course, residential real estate, property management, and today commercial. And I'd really love to know, uh, Sherry, is how did that all happen for you? Was that your first career or did you do something before? or No. Well, commercials, all I've ever done. So I don't know anything different. And how I got into it was growing up out west, um, my background, I don't have anyone with a business or a university um, degree in my family. So I didn't really see myself as someone going to university, getting a degree, getting a career. I always just assumed I would um, sort of somewhat stay out west. And mm. I was babysitting for a lady who was a valuer. And she encouraged me to consider property as a career. And she talked through what a valuer did. And I thought, well, I could be a property valuer. So I actually went into university at QUT in Brisbane with the idea of I'm going to be a rural valuer. And sec uh, maybe third year in, I discovered shopping centres and shopping centre management and big building management and I really started to um, change direction into asset management and I loved it. I just was utterly besotted with it. Really? So I took mm -hmm. my uni degree and a four-year degree and started with asset management. Um, so went from university straight into large shopping centre management. From there went to uh, go work for some really large owner fund managers and pretty much stepped up the corporate ladder pretty quickly. Um, just really got stuck into hard work a lot of long hours and just um learnt a lot along the way and i've i've had national property portfolios worth billions of dollars that i've had the privilege of looking after which has really given me an experience which a lot of people can't say they have because you get experience um through experience and you can't learn a lot of the stuff in real estate from books you know you that's big slap of reality that hits you with real estate I've been exposed to it either by myself and my own experiences or being in such large organisations with large portfolios, learning off my colleagues, their mistakes, their successes. So commercial real estate is all I've ever done. Um, I don't know anything different. I, I, it would frighten me if I had to try something different um, other than maybe property development. But um, it actually started, the trajectory was, I thought I was going to be a rural valuer, move back out west discovered beautiful shopping centres and the rest is history. 
Wow. And so where is out west? Out near Moray. So I was on a big okay. um, 70,000 acre farm. It wasn't my farm. I don't, I don't come from a um, farming family or rich family. I come from a very um, single mum uh, situation. And I pretty much raised myself since I was about 14, 15. So wow. I rented wow. a little cottage on a big farm, uh, needed somewhere to live. And from that, just started to work on the farm. And so by the time I was doing my HSC, I had three jobs. Um, Suzanne's clothes, made the shoe shop and helping around the farm. Mm -hmm. And then um, the local pub, you know, country towns, we've always got a local pub. I was, you know, putting meals out for the, for the cook. So that was me in my HSC year and uh, moved to Brisbane in uh, 2000 to start my property economics degree. Wow. Yeah. And so tell us about your first job. First in, in job, property. funnily enough, yeah. was in a valuation firm yes. in property, yeah. So in property, it was in a valuation firm and I hated it. I thought, oh, no, what I'm moving to Queensland <laughs> to do my degree, to be a valuer, and I hated it. And I thought, no, I've got to stick to it. It just means I haven't learned it yet. I was miserable. And it just got to the point where I realised it wasn't for me. And yeah. from that, I ended up getting into uh, shopping centre management. Uh, it was... Uh, Someone rang up and said, I was actually working, um, you know, in the big shopping centres, you get customer service counters. Yes. I was just a casual employee there just helping out in the information kiosk. And centre management rang around and said, we need someone to help out at centre management. And the sort of information desk manager said, I've got this young girl. She's just done a property economics degree. She could help. And the rest is history. I went yeah. upstairs to centre management and... From there, yeah. yeah. So tell me, like, your first job um, as a valuer, mm. what um, what was it that that didn't feel f that fitted for you um, yeah. within that role? For me, I think valuation was, it, it just wasn't, essentially it was jumping on the computer, looking up some information, not necessarily even going and looking at the building. So there was that lack of entirety of understanding the situation and yes. just punching out a report um not yeah. really caring about the consequences um and not really caring about you know the impact of that report had on the end user obviously all these years later we all in property understand massive consequences for valuations they can they can break or make a deal it, in that point in time it was just punching out on the computer, punch out the report, mm -hmm, no consequences, mm -hmm. no care factor. And that didn't align very well with me. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm also a very, I, I, you know, once I understand the situation, but it was more just do, shut up, put up, do. do and it was kind of like a sausage factory of just valuation. Yeah, so it's sports. transactional um, rather than the And it just didn't align with me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think my, my um, I, I much prefer the, the relational, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so do you, do you find and and I'm pretty sure, but I want to have confirmation from you that within that commercial sector, it's very male dominated. Oh, massively, massively. Mm -hmm. um, I think it probably helps me. I, I remember um, uh, when I first started my business, I was pretty much told uh, very firmly that I was a young female in commercial and not not to be uh, discriminatory to the amazing commercial female owners and female developers but the, the reality is not just the agents but the end the end clients are often very male as well and very old school um so i was told 
very much so. I wouldn't I wouldn't get any business, you know, young female, man's world, you know. And I probably didn't take that on. I wasn't out to prove them wrong. I didn't want to prove them wrong. My my position was I'm really, really bloody good at commercial real estate and yeah. I've got this experience backed on my university degree and a decade in corporate. Yeah. I could help these people. I could see how I could help them. And it didn't matter to me if I was female, male, blue, black or otherwise, I knew I could help. Mm -hmm. So I literally just knuckled down, got on with it. I got a lot more no's. I got very rejected at the start of it. But word of mouth started to get around. My success was talking for itself. And clients um, who I was told would never use me, now use me exclusively. Now they're very male dominated um, you know, development firms, but the business bankers, the lawyers, the accountants, you know, they they would never have fathomed using a young female before. And yet I've given them the confidence, I think, to realise it doesn't matter if you're a young female, it doesn't matter if you're an old 50-year-old man, it matters if you get the job done. It matters if you actually make their life easier uh, yeah, exactly. and you get the job done accurately. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm getting massive amount of traction because I'm, I'm you know, Proving, proving that we can do it. Yeah, and yeah. you've got a great, you've got a great video um, on your website, which really, I found very, very um, informative around buying a commercial property. Um, it was really great. So anyone who um, wants to visit your website, it's your commercial property specialist. Uh, com au. That's correct, isn't it? Yeah, or your CPS if it's easier. Yeah. Okay. Tell me, so what led you to, to going into business for yourself? Great question. Never thought I would ever have done it. It was never on my radar. I actually, uh, my husband's nephew got really, really sick um, with Berks lymphoma when, um, and he went into Westmead Children's Hospital. And I was, I was working for someone at the time and the family kind of packed up and went to Sydney because we didn't know how much longer we would have and it was all very up in the air and we were travelling to Sydney, come back travelling to Sydney and my husband and I decided, well, let's have a bit of a break. Um, and to, to be really honest, um, having you know, over 15, almost 15 years at the time in the industry, I, I was getting to the point where I was massively exhausted myself. Mm -hmm. um, it was probably a good time to step away for a little bit. Um, and while I was away, I'd, I'd received these calls. I'd, you know, where are you? What are you doing? It was actually a local lawyer who said to me, Sheree, we kind of miss having you around. Um, have you thought of coming back? And I said, well, it's not on my radar. And he said, well, if you do, I, I think you, you you really did make a difference. We probably didn't realise that at the time, but it'd be great to have you back in town. And he actually suggested, why don't you open your own office? Keep it small, keep it specialised and just, you know, really get out there and service the people that value your expertise. And then he said, what do you got to lose? You know, you, you're either going to nail it or you're going to be really crap at it and you go back and work for someone else. You know, you've got corporate backing. You could go walk into a corporate gig any day and they'll yeah. take one or you could go work for, you know, the company you're with. So to be really honest, it wasn't on my radar. It was a seed planted and then my husband went, that was it. He made his mind up. I was opening my <laughs> own agency and my husband probably really pushed it and encouraged me to give, give it a go. And at the time, he probably had no idea how many hours it would take that you'd never see me much. But yeah, that's essentially how it started. And I, it was funny how it turned around. The fellow I used to work for when I first moved to Coffs Harbour, he ended up working for me. 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So it was actually really nice. We were good mates and it, it just kind of became a really great um, launching pad for me to be able to start my business, yeah. And yeah. how long ago was that? Five years ago now, yeah. so late 2016, yeah. Yeah. So what have been that? What have been? I guess probably is going out because you know, like a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of women principals in real estate, um, and a lot that open their own office. So in reflection, like what what are what are some of the the the, uh, the lessons that you learnt from, um, or how you perhaps would do it differently, um, from opening your own office. Sorry, I've just got a lot of noise in the background and I'm trying to say, please be quiet. I'm so sorry. Just give me two that, seconds. That's, that's fine. It's, um, it, yeah, it's just great to have a commercial agent um, on our catch up because it's something that a lot of women haven't ever thought about going um, into and thought about, you know, could this be possibly a career option for me? So it's just great to have Cherie um, Sherry on with us today as well and as you can see she's come with um, certainly a lot of um, knowledge and experience. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's, that's okay, that's okay. We've got a it's... lot of um, construction work going on and I was trying to ask them to be a little bit more quiet so thank you for your patience. That's, thank you. that's fine. <laughs> I, I managed to fill in that those couple of minutes so, or a minute or so which was which was fine. So just back to what, in terms of like, what, what's, your, what's your biggest learnings being going into um, business for yourself? Perhaps something that you've done that you think, mm, next time I would do it differently. Yeah, um, that's an interesting one. I think when you run your own business, there's a thousand and one lessons being thrown at you every, every moment. Um, and, but particularly probably my biggest one is staff. Um, <laughs> I got to the point where CPS was on a massive um, trajectory upwards. We were in a big growth phase and we had more work than what we probably knew what to do with. And because I was so full and I was so busy and as were the other staff, I probably really didn't, being a small business, um, have, you know, HR or departments or department heads that could really look after that for me. So I did a lot of the recruitment myself and I probably put funds on seats that I shouldn't have. Um, they weren't either the right fit for me and I'm learning that Um, I'm I'm learning to attract and onboard people that align well with me as the owner of the business and um, I put funds on seats for the sake of obviously trying to help my current staff because everyone was busy um, to try and help me but honestly I was never more stressed the more more staff um, I was more stressed I was working more hours my clients were the least satisfied they had been through their entire journey with CPS because there was just no accountability. There was no, they lost that connection. They lost that. Yeah. So everything was looking in the opposite direction to where I wanted to go. So I made, um, with the help of a very, very amazing business coach, um, made the decision to pull everything back in, um, recenter myself, try and refigure out who I am. Um, and then onboard or bring the right staff that do want to support not just me, my business, um, see what I'm trying to achieve because it's a tough gig. Real estate's a tough gig, but when you go into commercial, particularly females, and, you know, we've got to work sometimes twice as hard. We're always proving ourselves, you know, something might take me 10 goes, could take a fella 
you know, our go, let's face it, it's it's yeah. just the way of the world. So we're constantly working really hard to not just earn the business but keep the business. Um, and for my own sustainability, I needed to really um, onboard the right people. I, I, I probably didn't let people go uh, 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 when I should have. I probably kept people on mm -hmm. longer than what I should have, which impacts on your psychology, it impacts on your financially it costs you a massive dose of money um and, and and it impacts on relationships um with your current staff with that staff with so that's probably my biggest lesson yeah, um it's probably yeah. my biggest failure as well you know stuffing that up and what i've learned from it but um i'm hoping yeah. i can really so something that i've learned about is profiling um mm -hmm. i think it's really really important important uh and it will make a big difference to my next chapter that i'm, I'm taking CPS Absol absolutely and i mm -hmm. think i think that if we look at um the, the biggest and we, and, and we you know we all want to have a business that's profitable the thing that will um impact most on um your profit within your business is team turnover yeah because you're looking at really roughly about 33 percent of a cost of an annual salary is what it costs you um, per team member that you turn over and um, team disengagement as well it's a very big conversation and it's you know I say to some of my clients well if we if our, if our team is only engaged 50% of the time and actually um, only contributing to the business 50% of the time that's 50% of their wages that 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 you, that's not profitable for you yeah. so it is a really big conversation certainly one that you know there's a lot of awareness they, they're talking about the great resignation is that's going to really yeah. impact Australia next year and yeah. so it is it is a really um, important thing to address and I, I, I think that um, that would resonate with so many people is because um, having um, the, the right team in the right roles um, and having highly contributing and engaged teams would be the goal that every business would want and needs to be um, profitable. So um, you've talked about getting got a business mentor, which is like really, really key, working and understanding your strengths, uh, which of course is, is absolutely key. Um, otherwise, you have, you're just like a pinball machine um, mm. as well. So. I guess what I'd probably ask you is like it is full on, right? So what you do, and our industry is as real estate is something full on. It's something that can also become very obsessive, and yeah. important to have an outlet. What do you do um, in in that to enable you to switch off? I'm going to be really honest with you, and it's something I don't do well, and that's not healthy, and that's not okay. Um, and you almost, you are right, it, 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 it is all consuming and it can impact on relationships with your, you know, your, 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 your partner at home or your friends or your, your family because your, your time is spent at the agency instead of with them. And, you, and for me, I have really, really, really had to give myself permission to have Sundays off. And I'm sure if anyone outside of real estate would you probably laugh at that and go well, what do you mean sunday off 
but this is a seven day gig you know it's a lot of hours and the weekends were often catch up so for me it was Sundays were off and it was a motorbike ride in the morning with my husband and then we come home dedicated to taking our dog down the beach um, and then from there we would be have, have breakfast hopefully together and then you know and we'd always have that committed time where little simple things like doing the grocery shopping on on a Sunday together um, we'd never done that you know my husband and I are both very very hard workers of long hours and um, just to have that tradition or that uh, um, I guess routine in our life to give us something that wasn't work and I've probably implemented that in the last I'll say I've been trying it for six months I really failed at it for three months probably the last three months it has helped me so I'm coming in on Monday that little bit more um, yeah. I guess <laughs> refresh so yes. for me it's something I don't do well it's something I've never done well I think it's enormously important um, physical fitness for me I think is a really big thing because if you're running on empty um, mentally you're you spent physical fitness is what's going to help you get through um, so getting back into my physical fitness because I did let that slip when COVID hit um, um, no excuses. I just was so focused on that meat and the sandwich, unhappy client, unhappy tenant, and trying to get that resolution, yeah, um, yeah. particularly in commercial, being a lot of the businesses couldn't trade. Um, I let myself go by the wayside yeah. because I yeah. was just throwing so much of Cherie out to, to the tenant, to the client, to the contractor, to my team, that my cup emptied really, really quickly. Yeah. So for me, a physical exercise, so going for a walk with the girlfriends, not necessarily going to the gym, just, you know, keeping it really simple. Um, and, and right now, going to the gym's not much of an option with COVID um, anyway. But uh, yeah, having Sundays off with my husband, I think that helps with my relationship with him. Um, it's rebonding with him and it's giving me that switch off so that Monday I can kick it into the kick it into the gear again. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so true what you say. And, and in fact, the more structure that we put around our, ourselves, the more efficient that will be um, in terms of I remember when I was selling um, back in the day, and I, I I didn't I didn't realise, but I was at a point of burnout. But what um, Sherry, what really frightened me was one day I woke up and I thought, you know what, I can't even have a conversation about anything apart from real estate. I yeah. just become very one dimensional, and it was really yeah. scary. Yeah. And um, that's when I sort of semi retired, moved to the Gold Coast. And um, I think this is a really key thing because what happens is that when we're not committed to giving that time to ourselves, we do face the exhaustion. We don't do things well yeah. because we are running on empty. And then we get home and we're not present with our families. And we're so controlled by mobile phones and by the email. We're so reactional. And that just... Because everything that we do is a habit, right? And so we've created those mm. habits that it, we have to be very conscious around that at the end of the day, um, we love our work and it's what we do, but we have to, if we don't create some sort of mechanism to give us some balance, and that once again is, is going to be around that discipline 
that you know saturday afternoon night your phone goes down it doesn't come back anything work related until monday mm. morning mm. and that's a really difficult thing it is it, it's, it actually activates the serotonin um in your brain it actually gives you a bit of a high when you're in that that situation with your phone um mm. and it's probably i remember saying to a client he was going over to the uk for a holiday and he hadn't had a holiday and he had young children and I said, okay, so what you're going to be doing is diverting your phone and not taking any work calls or having any contact unless it's like, you know, fire or blood. And and for him, he just went into meltdown and he, he yeah. thought, how can I possibly did it, do that? When he come back from holidays, he said to me, you know, that is the best thing I've ever done yeah. because you can't, I used to cruise a lot, right? So cruise, you can't get any access on your phone. Yeah. Yeah, um, which is a really good thing of being out of range. Mm. So uh, I think it's really good. Um, so are you a motorbike um, rider? Do you no. ride a bike yourself or just passenger? No, I'm a girl that goes from zero to a thousand k's an hour in life. And if you put yeah. me on a motorbike, it's dangerous. So <laughs> I make sure I go on the back of my husband. And we've got a group of business people that go um, for a ride every Sunday. And we go up what's called, um, there's a mountain and it's a range. And it's lots of fun. And we go and have coffee and, you know, bacon egg roll or whatever it is in the yeah. morning. Yeah. A bit of a chin wag. And then we come back down. So for me, it's that connecting with the fellow business people in town on a much more casual basis, building that rapport and that relationship but you know i can be more myself i don't have to have you know the the hair done or the makeup on you know you you know i'm very rugged on the sunday um, <laughs> and then you know just walking the dog on the beach um is just so so nice to be able to do that give him a bath and then you know head down to the shop yeah, and grab the groceries yeah. and i didn't realize doing the simple things in life would be so um fulfilling um, yeah. those very simple chores because I've never done them before um, and that's that's a realisation for me as well as it's like wow yeah. this is what yeah. people do every day of their life why is it such a big ordeal for me but that one dimensional lifestyle of real estate real estate real estate it's scary it's, it's scary yeah. yeah yeah and what sort of puppy have you got I've got a very very big German Shepherd mm -hmm. <laughs> he's a big fluffy pom-pom he's actually um he's a gum tree baby my um he was five when i adopted him and he was um very german shepherds have got a, a a reputation and and he was fitting every reputation he was bitey aggressive grumpy you know and you meet my boy now and he's the biggest lovable fluffy pom-pom he's famous down at the jetty walk each morning we walk and people don't know who i am but they're all saying good morning to reggie boy um and it just comes back down to a big um i believe the symbolism of just that bit of love that little bit of attention yeah. that dedicated um time and he realized he didn't have to be grumpy and tired and, and aggressive mm -hmm. he could be you know a really loving dog so yeah he, he hey, takes, that's um, a big credit to you that's a big credit yeah. to you Thank you. He's, um, he could anyway, have had a very different life, couldn't he? he could Let's have, face yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Older dogs are, you know, anyone out there thinking of adopting, go for an older dog. They are yeah, special. Yeah. <laughs> they, don't, they don't chew things up and... No. Oh, we, um, yeah. yeah. Or pee all over the floor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And so I'm going to put you on the spot here. Um, so what would be the one thing that most people don't know about you? Ooh. What, what's the one thing that well, what's the one thing I'm happy to let them know about me? Okay. Well, that that is true. Um, that is true. <laughs> Look, I, I I think 
honest and I'm going to answer you with what popped in my head because if I try and filter it, um, I'm not going to be true to, to me or, or you. Um, I certainly come from a, a school of hard knocks. I grew up a single mum and my mum went off the rails when I was really, really young and I pretty much raised myself from a young age. I just, I survived by working. Um, I just worked, you know, just, uh, I have my my husband now, um, beautiful man and we're very happy, but I have been married before and I have been a victim of domestic violence. Um, wow. So I actually can, I understand um, or resonate when women are in a relationship, which is, um, a lot of people might judge that woman for staying in that relationship because it's easy for people on the outside world to say, oh, well, why would you stay with him? But yeah. often it's the, the mental dilapidation to break you down and then it's the physical. Um, and, and, and unless you've been in that world or know someone, it can be a bit difficult. So I, I, do, I do understand a little bit better when women are in that, but I also very much very much am so proud of women for getting them out and I am a completely different person today you know I'm I'm about to turn 40 I'm I'm happily married I'm marriage is hard work don't get me wrong yeah yeah anyone who's married knows that but I'm very happily married we've got a, a large property portfolio of our own we develop property ourselves I've got a great um your rent roll of clients who I love and adore. Like I generally just have so yeah, much I'm sure. and devotion tell. for them, which makes my job easy on the tough days. And you know, I think that comes from having the courage to to make a decision to um, mm. you know to to take a stance against what was happening to me. Um, yeah. And you know, I, I'm different. I I, I want to have a really positive outlook on life. You know, I. Things happen. We've all had crappy things happen yeah. to us in life, all of us. And I I don't resonate really well with the victim mentality. When I mm-hmm. meet people mm-hmm. that have a victim mentality, I naturally don't resonate with them. I, I'm just believe, you know what, it happened and what you learnt from yeah. it is allowing you to launch into your future yeah. if that's, you left it. That's right. If you're in your past, you can never be present, can you? You can't go forward looking in your rearview mirror. You'll have an accident. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Well, Sherry, it's been fantastic catching up today and thank you so much for sharing your journey and um, we look forward to um, putting this out within our community and for them to learn a little bit more about you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. You're very welcome.